Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm always so excited and happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical strategies and positive solutions to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. This is a specially pre-recorded program for you, so you won't be calling in, but we'll give you all of the information. We have a great guest at a perfect time of year. Her name is Marianne Szymanski. She's the author of the book, Toy Tips, a parent's essential guide to smart toy choices. I've worked with Marianne before. She has such great ideas for us. Marianne is founder and president of Toy Tips, Inc., an international child development research group that conducts independent academic and scientific research on products from the toy and juvenile product industries. And she's been on many of the national programs, and her website is toytips.com. Welcome, Marianne. Thank you. Okay. All right. What's hot for Christmas? Let's talk about that. Well, you know, it's really kind of interesting. A lot of people are talking all about the tech gadgets and cell phones for kids and laptops for kids, but you have to remember that traditionally kids still want toys on top of all these other gadgets that they're asking for. And right. a lot of the toys that I'm finding that have been selling well and from just from our readers asking about certain questions are traditional board games, classic board games that you and I play. Really? Like Monopoly? Monopoly, Scrabble, Sorry, Payday, Payday Celebrating. Those are the old ones, Marianne. I remember those from when I was a kid. I know, and they're still around. And what's surprising is you probably wouldn't realize how many are still around and still in the toy stores and online. Mm. And new ones are being reintroduced um, constantly or brought back into the marketplace. So it's kind of fun because this way you can play with your child the way that you remember and have memories with your own kids. Well, and don't you think also that, I mean, it's wonderful to have all the technology and interactive games, but it's more isolation. You're more in isolation. You're not interacting as much. Exactly. And the thing about that is you don't want kids just to sit there and play with whatever toys they have without interacting socially with each other, their playmates, right. their mom and dad. Right. That's so important. And I don't think parents realize that when they spend a lot of money on these tech gadgets and tech toys, that they don't always offer a lot of social interactive skills. Some do, not all of them. Mm-hmm. But you have to really kind of balance your toy box when you're choosing toys for your kids of every age. Right. So what do you, let's talk about that a little bit. So what do you suggest? Now let's, let's talk about parents that, you know, they're on a budget and they want to get something, but they don't want to get just the latest fad. Beside board games, what, what would you say to folks at this Anything time of year? creative and artistic. Kids love to make things. Whether they're good at it or not, that doesn't even matter. Still display it, put it up on a shelf, hang it on the refrigerator, or send it to grandma. The idea is for kids to use their own imagination and creativity and balance the skills that they have along with that. And no matter what they make, they're always proud to show you. And sometimes you might have to ask what it is they're making. But even just a simple box of crayons makes a wonderful little stocking stuffer. Mm. Or some, you know, watercolor paints or best yet anything that's erasable or not, definitely non-toxic. But now they have crayons that are washable, and those are great. There's wow. a toy that was introduced last year by Spin Master Toys. It's called the Aqua Doodle. And it's one of my favorite toys because what it is is a mat that you put on the floor, and it comes with a pen that's inkless. All you do is add butter. And when a child draws on it, 
it creates the image, and then it dries. And you can easily fold it up, take it with you when you're traveling, mm-hmm. throw it in a suitcase. Right. It's great. And it's not, you don't really need to wash it because it dries right away. So it's a great toy. What about teens? Let's talk about the teens. Well, but they all want the tech games, don't they? They, yeah, teenagers really aren't interested in toys that much, but they will play board games, especially challenging ones. Teenagers love trivia games because they want to outdo their friends and show them what they know. Oh, Peanut, for example, has many different um, categories now. When they introduced the first game now, there's a Disney and a Harry Potter and all sorts of themes. But kids are into media and movies and things like that. When you have games like that, though, you want to make sure that you pre-screen them and make sure that they're appropriate for your family. Some parents mm-hmm. won't allow certain things in the house, and those games I highly recommend mm-hmm. knowing ahead yeah. of time. Let's talk about that a little bit because, you know, this whole thing with um, some of the inappropriateness of what you're finding on the Internet, how do you, uh, how do you help with that? And how do, you, how do you know that, you know, what your kids are getting are appropriate? Well, you have to realize that if your child has a cell phone that has, you know, Internet capabilities, that, you know, you need to decide for yourself how you're going to parent that child to know what they can play with and what they can't. Same with TV, same with movies, any kind and any form of media, from television, radio to Internet. So it's really something you individually need to do as a parent. If you're having a difficult time with that, you know, talk to other parents, but you really need to parent your teen with that because they are exposed to it. Just as, you know, you may ban a certain toy from a child when they're little, but when they go to their friend's house and it's over there, you have no control if their child, your child plays with it. It's the same thing with older kids. Mm-hmm. And it is a problem, and it's a growing problem, but that's something more of parenting than it is a product. Hmm. Okay. So I think the next question is, because I know when I go through the toy aisles, it's overwhelming. And how do you select? Now, what I mean is, there are 25 board games or 50 board games. There's 400 different kinds of Legos. So how do you, do you kind of think of your child's personality when you're choosing? Do you think about um, safety? Do you think about part, number of parts? I mean, what are some of the things you should be on the lookout for, Marianne? There are four things. First of all, age appropriateness. Look at the box and look at the age and use it as a guide. It is not definitive. It's a guide. You don't want to buy anything for a child that's not age appropriate. So if you see on the box ages three and up, a lot of parents say, well, what's the up? You don't want to buy for a two-year-old. And the reason you don't want to do that is because they probably don't have the skills needed and necessary to play with the toy. For the up, it's really what you know about the personality of the child. So the first thing is to look at the age. The second would be to look at your child's skills. I mean, you as a parent know best what your child is playing with now and what they can do. So if you think, well, you know, I really want to run out and buy something to, you know, really force my child to learn something quicker, that's not always going to work. And the child will get frustrated or, you know, sometimes cry because they feel they're not good at something. So you don't want to do that. You want to make sure your child has the skills. Third is interest. Does your child really want it? I mean, whatever the must-have, whatever discussion toys in the home, does your child really want it or really want to play with it, or do they just really want it? Because toys, unfortunately, sometimes during this time of year, it's all about acquisition, (laughs) and they don't really want to play with the toy. They just want the toy because everyone else has it. That brings me to another very important question, and you hold your thoughts for a minute. How do you know if the toy is worth it? Do you know what I'm saying in terms of value? How do you know if you're getting something that's really good? Well, you have to know what you want and what you feel is appropriate for your child. If you're taking a look at the toy as something that they really are going to play with or it's going to enhance their personal play experiences with their siblings at home or with the other toys that they have, 
then you know it's going to be a bargain or a value because they're going to spend lots of time playing with it. If it's something they want that is new, they've never had a toy like this before or needs a lot of your help or support, I mean, you have to seriously think, how many times will my child play with this toy versus the cost of it? The other thing is batteries. I mean, when you buy battery-operated toys, take a look at how many batteries are needed. If those double D or those big fat D batteries are needed or, you know, double A, those things are use up a lot of batteries, and sometimes the cost of batteries is more than the cost of the toy. So right. battery toys aren't bad. Just keep in mind right. it's going to be an additional cost. Yeah, it's kind of like getting ink for your computer. Right, exactly. You know what I mean, for your printer. Yeah. Which is very expensive, so you want to look at how many copies you're going to be making. Right. Yeah, so it's it's really looking at the value of everything. All right, we have um, about a minute to break, so just give us one other tip you feel is very important for parents at holiday time. I really think parents need to do their research before they go out and shop, and this is one point I make in my book, and it's not hard to do. Take your time and look at the toys you're interested in before you purchase them because what you don't want is for your child not to play with it, and you don't want to have to return it either. So really take the time to do your research ahead of time. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. Wonderful, Marianne. I have a great guest on. Although you won't be calling in, let's give the website, which is toytips.com, correct? Right. Toytips.com. My guest is Marianne Szymanski. She's founder and president of Toy Tips, Inc., an international child development research group that conducts independent academic and scientific research on products from the toy and juvenile products industries. She's been on Oprah, CNN, Good Morning America, Fox, and many other television programs. She's the editor of Kid Tips Magazine, and her website is toytips.com. Her new book is Toy Tips, A Parent's Essential Guide to Smart Toy Choices. Stay tuned, folks. There's plenty more. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. Information you need. When you need it, voiceamerica.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time to Voice America for True Life in God with Betsy Serafin. On the show, Betsy will talk about the importance of having God in your life, as well as discuss how God is calling Christians to come together in the heart. So make it a point to tune in to True Life in God every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. In today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there such a thing as the truth? Where and how can I find it? Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific with Mario Verdad, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crime to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. This is Dr. Pat Basile, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime... Your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. 
Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plesner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plesner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I'm so happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. I was one of the pioneers. I started about three years ago going into my fourth year, when the Internet was in, in the beginning, and now it's exciting that we can bring you such information, informative, and just great informative programming that teaches you and gives you practical solutions and positive principles, which is what positive living is all about. I have a great guest for you. You won't be calling in today. We're pre-recorded. However, the website is toytips.com. My guest is Marianne Szymanski. She's founder and president of Toy Tips, Inc., an international child development research group that conducts independent academic and scientific research on products from the toy and juvenile product industry. She's appeared on many of the major talk shows, and she's the editor of Kid Tips Magazine. Her website is toytips.com. Welcome back, Marianne. Thank you. All right, let's talk a little bit about um, safety. You know, I mean, we don't want kids to swallow the Lego part, which always makes me nervous. So talk about that. Well, you know, when you're looking at buying toys for kids, you have to consider how many kids are in your family and what the ages are of all of them, not just the intended child you're buying a gift for. If you have a 10-year-old and a new baby in the house, you have to make sure to teach the 10-year-old that you've got to keep their toys in one area, and as the baby grows, that they could start to reach for those. So you want to make sure they're not accessible. Little toys with small parts are obviously a big no-no for any child. They, you know... The labels say under the age of four, but honestly, it's for any child who really still puts things in their mouth. And you'll find some kids don't put things in their mouth, but they may. The first time when they see a toy, they can be pulled apart. So just keep those away. Obviously, packaging is always a big issue, too, because packaging can be harmful in the ways that it's hard to take out some of the action figures. You have to actually cut it with some with with wire cutters. Keep that stuff away from kids because they can take those pieces and put them in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure that if a toy has a battery, that the battery compartment is completely secure. And that little tiny screwdriver, it's, called, it's a, either a number zero or a number one, keep that handy in the house because most toys for children under the age of three require that little tiny screwdriver, and that's the only way you can get into the battery compartment. And that's done for safety reasons because what could happen are, you know, kids could pull them out and put the batteries in their mouth, and that would be horrible. Mm. If you have old toys, Classic toys, things you might have had around in your own childhood. Right. Don't introduce them as playthings. Introduce them as cute little decorations in your child's mm-hmm. bedroom. Mm-hmm. If you play with them and you're watching them, that's one thing. But, you know, chances are there's always a possibility that the toy could have paint that has lead in it. That was what I was just going to ask you about lead paint. Yeah. You, yeah, know, you so. just never know. It's better to be on the side of caution always. But, you know, another thing is a lot of people sell toys um, on the Internet, and they're selling, you know, their classic toys or vintage toys. And, again, keep in mind that if these toys are 20-plus years old, you never know the condition of them. Mm-hmm. Stuffed mm-hmm. toys. A lot of kids who have allergic reactions 
to stuff toys or develop asthma is because of all that bacteria that just, you know, right. jumps on there. Put those in the dryer all the time, monthly if you can. All the stuff in the dryer. Can. Okay. Just push. How about washing them with um, antiseptic? Well, there's two kinds of antiseptic you can use. You can really clean with bleach and water, but that means bringing out the big bucket and soaking them or putting them in the bathtub. You just mm-hmm. have to make sure they are completely dried. However, if the toy has an opening or the bathtub toy or something like that, remember water can stay inside and that can create even more bacteria. So it's better to just spot clean them if you can. Mm-hmm. The other thing you don't want to do is put rubbing alcohol on them unless they are completely dry because a child might, you know, just take the new clean toy and put it in their mouth and you don't want mm-hmm. that to happen either. So mm-hmm. it's very, you have to be very careful when you're cleaning toys, but I suggest to do it often. Okay. Um, are there any toys, Marianne, that parents should stay away from, or is it more of the types of toys? It's more of types of toys. You know, um, different types of toys are attracted to different ages, and any child that's an infant should not be around anything that's like a board game or things that are construction toys or pieces mm-hmm. that are small, anything like that, that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. But stuffed toys, um, things that they jingle, things that they hold, make sure they're made from good manufacturers. And the okay. reason I say that... If so you how do you know if it's good? What do you mean good? Well, how do you if know you don't that? recognize the brand or do some research on the Internet to learn about the brands, you might just end up with a product made from who knows who, from who knows where. Yep. And you just want to make sure that you have good products, especially for the little ones. You don't want to leave okay. them alone in their crib with any kind of toy ever. Never keep toys. I mean, I know a lot of people like to decorate the nursery with cute little things in the crib, but once the child's in the crib sleeping, take them all out. You can put them back in when the child's not there, but take them all out. Even crib mobiles. Once a child sits up and can start grabbing it, they could pull that down on themselves. Mm. So you want to make sure if you've got the dangling music and all the cute little things that are above, that's great when they're laying down, but as they're positioning to sit up, remove that from the crib. Okay. Let's talk about concepts kids are learning. What is it that you think kids should be learning? And we can take stages, like let's say uh, two to four. You know, when you buy a toy, what do you want your child to learn conceptually? Well, a child at age two has pretty much already learned how to walk, usually, uh, speaking, so vocabulary toys, toys that enhance um, teaching sounds and letters and phonics are wonderful. And, you know, between two and four, those are the preschool years. So if they're in a preschool program, chances are they're, you know, learning this at school as well. So you'd like to balance that at home. Anything creative, this is when they're learning to cut with, you know, child scissors, not real scissors, mm-hmm. gluing, making a mess. That's all part of learning, touching, texture, sensory development. As far as um, auditory-type toys, look for things that speak to a child if the child speaks back. You don't really know what kind of learner your child is unless you really watch what they're playing with and how they respond back. Mm. But if your child is, for example, an auditory learner, that means that a child is loves toys that speak to them that they can speak back or toys that don't speak to them where they can just speak about, like a board game for younger younger years where you're starting to learn words or sounding out letters or even just playing charades. That's just, mm-hmm. you know, a really great game for young kids. But if your child is really into visual stimulation, you know, introduce puzzles and things they can look at, storybooks, never too young to read to a child. The minute they're born, start reading Mm -hmm. to them because they're going to start understanding the sound of your voice and their native language and phonics and patterns and inflections, and it's just very good at all. Any any suggestions, Marianne, for uh, folks that have kids that may have 
either a learning challenge uh, or they might be ADD or they have, you know, some kind of a challenge in their learning style. Any, there are any no specific toys that have a section for kids with different kind of learning abilities because okay. toys are for children of all learning abilities. You just need to adapt the toy to the child. I would suggest, first of all, talking with your child's therapist or caregivers to find out what is appropriate for their needs. Mm-hmm. But second of all, you as a parent, again, you know what your child does on a daily basis. So you need to be with your child when you're playing with a new toys and introduction just to make sure they don't get frustrated, especially that, and that they can play with it. Some toys are adaptable. If you have a board game, for example, and the whole family's playing, I mean, you can always break the rules a little bit. You don't want to make it super obvious that the child's <laughs> rules are a little different, but there's mm-hmm. no reason that you can't. Um, Tinker Toys, for example, is a toy that really requires a lot of manual dexterity and fine motor movement. If your child really doesn't have that yet, don't introduce that. Introduce bigger blocks like Duplo, and it doesn't matter Got what it. chronological age your child is. Mm-hmm. It's all about their abilities. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it's really um, individualizing everything for your child and lo- knowing your own learning style, knowing the child's learning style yourself right? as a parent so that if you buy a toy for a child and they don't seem to like it or they're getting frustrated or, for example, you give the child a puzzle and they don't like all those little pieces and they're pushing it away, then that tells you something, right? Right. It tells you that look for a different kind of toy that they will want to play with. The whole idea behind toys is for a child to have fun and learn at the same time. Toys are tools to help kids learn and get them into daily tasks and skill-building things that they will need throughout their life. So if you don't know what your learning style of a child is, observe them for a couple days to get an idea. And if you still don't know, talk to their teachers. Their teachers have a really good grasp on that because they're Mm -hmm. around them all day long. Mm -hmm. But you really need to know what your child does best. Now, you might say, well, my child is so into sports and that's all they want to do. I really would like to do something inside the house. Well, start to introduce kinds of activities or things that you can do with your child in the house to get them interested in that because sometimes kids are interested in one thing and then they move on to the next thing and it's only that thing and kids learn in different ways, so that can happen. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about tech toys. We talked somewhat about it, but not fully. Well, there's two kinds of tech toys. There are the tech toys that do everything and the child just watches, and there are the tech toys where a child learns and really gets involved while playing with it. For example, And those are the ones you think the parents should be buying? I think the ones where a child's involved in the whole play experience really enhance the skill-based learning from the toy. Some of uh-huh. the other ones are cute to watch. For example, Elmo. Elmo does this, Elmo does that. There's a big thing about, you know, what does Elmo do this year? Those are fun toys. A child presses a button and then something will happen and they laugh and it promotes humor and they enjoy it. And they'll pick up the Elmo and play with it as a plush toy, a role-play toy, or that's it. But then there's a toy that was introduced this year actually by Radio Shack, and it's only sold in their stores. You can't find Mm. it at, you know, other stores. It's called Vex, and what it is, it's just a big box of parts and some metal parts. Some They kind of remind me of the Erector set, but just a bunch of parts, and you can build virtually, literally, any kind of robot that you want to do whatever you want. There's accessories wow. you can buy in addition. Now, that is really for older children. That way I would consider more of a teenage toy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's almost just beginning your high school years. And Don't you think really, those kids would be more electrically, you know, inclined or mechanically inclined? I mean, that, well, that yes. takes a child who's got those kind of skills. It's really for the child who loves construction toys and building mm-hmm. and really for a child who loves science. Mm-hmm. Because you're really balancing the two. You're introducing engineering principles, science, technology. Yeah, I want to bring something up here that's interesting. Um, the engineer at the local radio station where I've had my show on for several years is 
just so tech-oriented, of course. And I'm always marveling at him. So I asked him. I said, tell me, I said, what were you like as a child? Well, he would take a radio apart, Marianne, and just watch to see how it was made. Many boys seem to do that. See, and then he made a phonograph needle by putting a needle in with a cone of a piece of paper and was able to make it work like the old 78 records. So I guess my question around that is, should we be watching for signals of our kids' talents and getting them toys around those? Definitely. And, you know, I find that just in our research that we do, little boys will take apart old television sets and somehow make them work or take apart their own bike and put it back together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that I don't want to say it's a boy thing versus a girl thing, but definitely more boys, I find, are interested in doing that more than girls in their, you know, ages between 7 and 11, I would say. But those are the kinds of things that signaled you, hey, let's buy toys that kids can build or make or do or create. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of personality types where you really want to foster those skills because that's what's going to take them to where they want to go later in life. You know, on the flip side of it, little girls who are so into hugging dollies and playing a house and all of that play pattern, now there's so many dolls that do things. They don't offer the mommy play play value. They just mm. kind of offer the doll to do something and you react to it or the doll cries mm-hmm. on contact mm-hmm. or whatever. Introduce that original play pattern of just playing with the doll because that, that really introduces character building skills, sharing. And caregiving. Right, completely. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Marianne Szymanski. She's the author of Toy Tips, a parent's essential guide to smart toy choices. Marianne Szymanski is founder and president of Toy Tips, Inc., an international and child development research group that conducts independent academic and scientific research on products from the toy and juvenile products industries. The website is toytips.inc. You won't be calling in today because the show is specially pre-recorded for you. However, uh, do log on to toytips.com, and then you can also get your information answered from there. I'm um, listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. Cutting edge. Challenging. Stimulating. You're listening to voiceamerica.com. Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant. Today, more and more student-athletes are bypassing college and heading straight to the pros. Matt Bush, Freddie Adu, LeBron James. Discuss the benefits and pitfalls of going pro on the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Sport Mavericks provides straightforward, no-nonsense talk about the current and sometimes controversial topics facing student-athletes and their parents today. Agents want to make money. Schools want the publicity. The Sport Mavericks wants what's best for you. So whether you or your child is thinking about bypassing college or looking for the best university to showcase their talents, listen to the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Sport Mavericks, smart talk for parents and athletes. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun Crimes Hit Home, a public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. 
When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard's Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard's Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard's Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plesner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plesner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I'm so happy to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And so do I, and that's why I'm here. My guest today on Positive Living is Marianne Szymanski. Marianne has a great book, Toy Tips, A Parent's Essential Guide to Smart Toy Choices. The website is toytips.com. You won't be calling in today because the show is pre-recorded, but log on to toytips.com. Marianne Szymanski is founder and president of Toy Tips, Inc., an international and child development research group that conducts independent academic and scientific research on products from the toy and juvenile product industry. She's appeared on Oprah. CNN, Good Morning America, Fox, and numerous other national television segments. She's the editor of Kids Tips Magazine, and again, toytips.com is the website. Okay, Marianne, let's talk about when you get all this advice. Your friends call you and say, oh, you've just got to buy this toy. It's so great. But in your heart, you feel that that toy may not be right for your child. So how do you, when do you know when hype is hype, even from a friend, and, you know, and when it's legit? Well, a lot of that is hype, and it's always hype because people ask me all the time, what's going to be the hot toy next year? I have no idea. You don't know until consumers are out buying it. And how that starts is, you know, media will pick up on something and then all of a sudden it spreads like wildfire and people are out buying it. If you look at the history of how this happened, take a look at Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies, all of a sudden, everywhere. And everyone was, you know, then selling them on eBay and making lots of money on it. And then what are they worth today? I mean, Mm -hmm. really, if if you look at it, a lot of people think toys are investments and they're not. Mm -hmm. And don't look at that. When you, and that's one point I really want to bring up because if you think, oh, I am going to buy this hot hype toy that everyone's talking about because I'm going to save it and sell it and make money on it, you know, chances are slim that you actually will unless Mm -hmm. it's something that's really hot in demand and there's not a lot of them out in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. But given the next year, you know, everyone already has them. So the hype is concluded Mm -hmm. and not many people are interested. You know, going back to Beanie Babies, which I consider adult. Is a toy, is a doll a toy, is a stuffed animal a toy, or is it just that? Explain that. When does it become a toy? Well, a stuffed animal is a toy because there's a lot of play value with a stuffed animal. You can hold it and you can hug it and you can, it can be whatever you want it to be. Um, toys are really, a box could be a toy. You know, a child could turn anything into it's a toy. It's how you use it. Right, it's exactly how you use it. And it's how it, well, actually how a child uses it because it's really up to them to decide what that product is going to be in their play session or in their life. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. All right. So let's go back to, um, you know, what we read on the labels. So we go and we buy this toy. It's kind of like, you know, buying a good food. How do you really know until you get it home? I guess that's the next thing. And if you get it home and your child uses it and doesn't like it, do you have any recourse? Well, you know, that's a chance you take. You never know if your child's going to like a specific toy until they actually start to play with it. And they don't know it either. There are many times where kids will see something on TV, it was advertised, and they say, Mom, Dad, I thought it was supposed to do this, and it doesn't. So it's a chance you take. But you can kind of look ahead of time and see on the box if it says, you know, additional accessories required. Because that's really frustrating. If a child opens a toy and they can't play with it right away. Mm-hmm. So make sure if something like that is set on the box to go out and buy them and just have everything ready. You don't want to disappoint a child. No child wants a toy that they can't play with. And no child wants a toy they want to have fun playing with. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to know that unless you really balance the age, the skills, the interest, and mm-hmm. what's appropriate for your child. All right, Marianne. What about the parent that's really on a budget and the child is not going to get the toy this year that they really want? Uh, how well, do we get around thing, that? Well, the first thing is explain it to the child. You know, uh, you're not getting it. <laughs> and offer a... And tell why. Well, depending on what they want. You know, if, they're, if they really want, you know, um, oh, a can of Play-Doh, then a specific color. And, the, you know, look for something that would be a marker in that color. You just look for something similar in that play-type group. If they really want a Mr. Potato Head... You know, and you can't find that in the store, then buy a construction toy that's similar. It might not be the potato head, but it could be similar. If you're mm-hmm. looking for more expensive things, which usually is what kids really want and don't get, um, you just have to find similar within the play pattern. There are a lot of manufacturers that compete with each other. So mm-hmm. you can find toys that look similar, act similar, might do the same thing, but may mm-hmm. not be that brand name. And the okay. reason for that is that they're different age and price groups. So mm-hmm. you can really kind of find something similar. So that's really a good tip is that don't be discouraged that you might find something that, you know, that's very much the same. Well, sometimes Um, parents don't want to buy the toy because they don't want that toy in their house. They don't want that play pattern in their house. They don't want that video game near their child. mm -hmm. In that instance, you just have to say no and explain why. You might get a tantrum. You might get some sad faces. But reality is, you know, children have to be disappointed to learn what disappointed is. Right. Okay. All right, Marianne. Um, when when you when you work with people in your research, what are you hearing most from parents? Are you hearing frustrated parents? Are you hearing happy parents? What are you getting? What are you hearing? Well, I would say for this year, I'm getting a lot of feedback from parents frustrated in the fact that they have to spend so much more money on yeah, toys yeah. than they did last year. But my reaction to that is, well, why? Why are you just buying everything that they're asking for? Mm-hmm. For example, I had an email from a parent the other day who said, you know, last year she spent $600 on four kids for all her Christmas shopping. Right. And this year she's over 1200 and she's not even done. And I said, well, what are you buying? She's buying everything that they're asking for and not even looking at the prices. She's just buying. In that case, you know, it's great that you want to make your child happy and give them what they want, but go through that list ahead of time, sometimes with your child if they're old enough, and say, Listen, you know, do you really want me to spend all this money on this? How many times are you going to play with it? What do you need it right. for? What are you going to learn right. by playing with it? And so really be, uh, be honest with your child. I mean, be honest. But don't you want to surprise your child too, Marianne? Yes, you do. But you know what? How many things do you have to surprise your child with? Kids do not need a lot of toys. They just need different types of toys. Because what happens is when they play with different types of toys, they're exercising different skills. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to buy everything within the same 
group. If a child really wants, you know, five video games for their new Xbox or whatever it is, uh, why do they need five? Maybe three would be fine, maybe two, mm-hmm. maybe just one. Mm-hmm. So you really have to just kind of simplify things. And look at the toys that they have in their toy box now that they don't play with. Pull those out. Donate them to a child. And maybe go over that with them. And right, say, and you know, you them. want this, but last year you didn't use it. Exactly. That's a great idea because what will happen is the child will realize, oh, yeah, I guess I didn't use it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the same time, you can educate your child if they dare to understand or want to understand that, you know, toys cost money and you can't just go out and buy everything you want and then just watch them be unused because it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. How do you handle a situation where the child really wants the toy and the parent kind of has, I hate to use the word phobia, but, for example, they don't want to buy the puzzle because the parts will get all over the floor, even though the toy might be good for the child. Sometimes does the parent have to kind of reconsider, you know, their own their own thoughts for their own convenience to help the child learn and grow? Yes, and the best example I can think of that are loud toys. I mean, everyone says, oh, I'm not buying the big drum set, and the uncle or aunt will bring it over and just to bug the mom and dad. It happens all the time. But, you know, music toys are wonderful for building different skills. And, sure, it might be annoying, but then buy yourself some earplugs. You don't want to deny your child a way to learn. You really don't. Puzzles are a great example because pieces get everywhere. You know what? Put them on the kitchen table and sit down after dinner with your child and build a puzzle with them. Don't let them just have the pieces all over the house. If you have Lego all over the house, teach them to clean it up. Get a bucket and say this is where it goes when it's done. If you don't put it away, then you're not playing with it again. You have to be kind of firm. But teach your child that toys are to be played with and cleaned up, and then you won't have an issue with it. The only thing that you really have an issue with are, you know, paints or crayons or things that can get on the walls when they're really young, but you're really not going to let them run around the house and do that. You're, you're going to be with them usually when they're drawing. Okay. All right. I want to go back to your book for a minute because there's so many wonderful tips in here. We've talked a lot about a lot of things, but one of the things is um, special needs for special situations. We talked about that too, but things like you said board games are really excellent and electronic games. And we just talked about noisy toys. What about sports toys and fantasy toys? We didn't talk about those yet. Well, sports toys are attractive to both boys and girls, starting at even the youngest age. When a child starts to learn how to throw a ball and they like to throw them and kick them and roll them, that's great. That's a sports toy. You want to start encouraging that. But then the value of the sports toy changes. Once a child starts a lesson, let's say they're in t-ball or basketball or soccer, whatever it is, now they're learning not only how to perfect their own skill, but to play within a team setting and to play with others, really enhancing social interaction. So that's very important. So when you're looking at a sports toy, look at two things. One, is your child having, does your child have the skill to play with it now? And if so, are you enhancing that skill? And maybe introducing a little bit of a challenge to get them to the next level. And then two, are you encouraging them to learn good sportsmanship and challenge and how to play with someone else? So there are different kinds of toys you can look at. I know Nerf has a football one. When you throw it, there's a counter on there. And you can actually see how fast you're throwing it. So the child's challenging themselves and they can see their progress and how they're doing. If you're looking at, you know, a soccer set, you definitely want to make sure that you're getting a soccer set where you're playing with the team and not just against yourself because it's a little bit hard to do that. So keep in mind that there are different kinds of sports toys for different ages, um, right. literally from the littlest all the way on up. Hmm. What about fantasy toys? Well, fantasy toys are the same thing as really role-playing toys. And what that means is, 
whenever a child plays with it, they become somebody else, or the person they're playing with becomes something else, whether it's a robot or a knight or a princess or whatever. And things like that are great for that type of play are puppets. I just can't tell you how much mm. puppets have play value like you can't believe, not only just to play, but for storytelling and making things up, imagination, huge creativity. And there are lots of puppets that you can find out there, but keep in mind that your hand goes in them and other kids' hands go in them, so you've got to clean these. And the best way to do that, again, is just put them in the dryer if they're stuffed. But you should be careful because some puppets are really high-quality, nice-end, and you don't want to ruin them. But there are other kinds of toys, whether it just be a dolly or a plush toy or even an action figure. Little boys love action figures, okay. and most of the time... They're sitting down pretending it's something happening or something's going on, and so they make up the full scenario. So they're learning how to, how to act in a sense. Yeah. All right, Marianne, we're going to take a break. We could just go on forever. My guest is Marianne Szymanski. She's the author of Toy Tips, a parent's essential guide to smart toy choices for ages from infant to adolescent. And her book, uh, she's the founder and president of Toy Tips, Inc., an international child development research group that conducts independent academic, and scientific research on products from the toy and juvenile product industries. She's been on Oprah, CNN, Good Morning America, Fox, and numerous other national television segments. She's the editor of Kid Tips Magazine. Her website is toytips.com. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional entertainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Connecting your world. The Internet's number one talk and information station. VoiceAmerica.com How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. 
Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I'm so happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And that's what I believe. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. We've been on the air now. We are now in year four. I truly believe in the power of the Internet and in the wonderful information that we give you about healthy living, and certainly today is no exception. We have a pre-recorded program for you. My guest is Marianne Szymanski. She's the author of the book, Toy Tips, A Parent's Essential Guide to Smart Toy Choices. And Marianne is the founder and president of Toy Tips, Inc., which is an international child development research group that conducts uh, independent academic and scientific research on products from the toy and juvenile product industries. She's appeared on Oprah, CNN, Good Morning America, Fox, and many other TV segments. She is the editor of Kid Tips Magazine, and her website is toytips.com, so do take a look at that. Welcome back, Marianne. Hi. All right, we have just a few minutes left, so I think what I'd like to do is have you maybe finish up with things that you're really sure the parents need to know or maybe common misconceptions they have. You know, they think if they read something, it's correct. What are some of the myths, do you think, that we want to straighten out, particularly for the holidays? I don't think the parents need to buy a lot of toys. A lot of times parents think that a lot of packages of toys means more play value, and that's not necessarily true because kids can play with one toy in many different ways. For example, Hot Wheels. You know, it's a, Hot Wheels are car, little cars like matchbox cars that you can play with just individually. Or you can buy these big, huge sets that have loop-de-loops and all sorts of fun things. And you can also incorporate different ages or multiple children into those. So I don't mm-hmm. think the parents need to think when you buy the big toys, it just should be for one child because sometimes all kids in the family can play with them. Mm-hmm. Another, how do you share that? I mean, the kids, the kids have to realize that, you, that they're sharing. family activity where anybody can play with it at any time. Now, of course, you may have the fights as normal, but, you know, if you have a big toy like that that you have in the basement or a big train set, you, you can't just say, well, this is only for Johnny because obviously the other kids in the right. family want to play right. with too. But you have to make sure it's age appropriate. Another thing that I think parents may not realize all the time are these toy awards. Some of them are biased and that some of them are paid for. And you want to make sure you do your research ahead of time because while there's nothing wrong with toy awards or stickers on a package, you need to know how the research was done. Was it just someone's mm-hmm. opinion? Was it an mm-hmm. opinion of one family, 20 mm-hmm. families? Because everyone has an opinion and experience on a toy, and some of them might be positive, and some of them might not be positive about the same toy based on the ages of their children in the house. So you have to make sure you use really accurate information before you make your decision on buying a toy. So don't be swayed either way on those. And I think just generally people tend to want to buy their children everything they ask for because I think every parent deep down inside doesn't want to disappoint their child. But yeah, but is that good for the child, Marianne? No, it's not. Sure that's good. It's not good. And make sure your child 
has toys that are appropriate for them. They do not need to have every toy possible. You need different types of toys, not lots of toys. Mm-hmm. And I think that most children in America probably have more toys than they need in their own home, mm-hmm. and we're all guilty of that. But you don't need to go out and buy so many different types of toys. The other thing is use of toys. You know, do you use them in one year and then you're bored with it? Take it out a year later. Kids mm-hmm. will sometimes forget it. Even Question. Is it better to buy a lot of little toys so they have tons of tuck stocking stuffers and plenty of presents to open, or is it better to buy that one good expensive present? Or does it Well, depend? it depends on the family. It depends on your budget and expenses. I mean, you don't have to have lots of things in a stocking stuffer. Kids are happy when they have something to open, but they don't have to have lots of it. It's not going to make them happier. And half the time they get bored after a while, depending on their age, of course, opening lots of things. And are they really thankful for all those toys? Or, you know, you have to balance what's appropriate. The average amount of toys bought per child in this country is between six and eight. I have seen some children get as many as 30 presents, which I think is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There's no need for that. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize the relatives, the in-laws, the neighbors, the friends, the schools, Mm -hmm. all have parties and projects, Mm -hmm. and you're getting lots of other things. What are you doing with all these toys? You really want to make sure you maximize their skill and play level with them. Okay. All right, so what would be your closing thought? If, If people listen to this show, and you've said a lot, and, folks, you can log on to toytips.com, if, if listeners get one thing, what would you like to leave listeners with? Do your research on toys ahead of time. When you buy a toy, learn what your child is learning by playing with it. You know, on our website, for example, we have toy report cards of unbiased information that we've conducted so we can tell you what a child learns. Know that ahead of time. So this way, when you sit down with a child and you're watching them play or playing with them, you know what's going on in their brain. Okay. Thank you so much, Marianne, for being on the program. Stay on the line. Thank you. Marianne Szymanski, author of Toy Tips, The Parent's Essential Guide to Smart Toy Choices. Log on to toytips.com. Next week, another pre-recorded show, a great program, Natural Choices for Women's Health is the name of the book. My guest is Dr. Lori Steelsmith. She talks about how the secrets of natural and Chinese medicine can create a lifetime of wellness. I've had her on my other radio show. She is fabulous, so do listen in. This is particularly for women, but also for families. She's a a licensed naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist out of Honolulu and writes for the Honolulu Advertiser uh, prescriptions. Again, Natural Choices for Women's Health. Folks, until next time, I want to wish you a wonderful Christmas holiday, uh, and I want to wish you everything wonderful and to tell you that you can have what you want in your life. I believe in that. I interview so many people on Positive Living, and that's what they say. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great day. You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. New voices, new communities, new devices. VoiceAmerica.com Expand love and light in the universe. Tune into Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True with Iris Jackson every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Each week, Iris and her guests empower, encourage, affirm, acknowledge, and remind us of who we really are, providing tools and processes to fulfill our destiny passionately, victoriously, and joyously. Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True is under the guidance and direction of our beloved I Am Presence, the seven mighty Elohim, the ascended masters, and the legions of light, and is given 
living with fervent and heartfelt wishes that all of your dreams come true and are a thousand times more wonderful than you ever dreamed possible. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. 